Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. Our God is holy. Listen, it doesn't matter what the culture say. Our God is worthy of it all. I, I, I was... Um, like Pastor Colleen said, I'm from Oxford. Don't hold that against me. I'm not from Oxford. I live in Oxford. Let me get clarify that. I'm from Mexico, but I live in Oxford. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're, we, I love where the Lord has placed us. I love what the Lord is doing. And I know that God has great plans, not only for Oxford, but for our state. I'm so glad to be here, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be here. I want to thank Pastor Dennis, Pastor Clint, Pastor Judd, Pastor Drew, and if there's anybody else that I miss, I'm so glad to have you with us, so glad to see you. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, go with me to the book of John, chapter number 18, beginning with verse number 33. Pilate then went back inside the palace, some Jesus, and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked? Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate replied? It was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it that you have done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would have fought to prevent my arrest, my arrest by the Jews. Now my kingdom, but now my kingdom is from another place. You're a, clean, you're a king, then said Pilate. Jesus answered, you're right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. What is the truth. Father God, I thank you so much for this word. Father, I thank you so much, God, for your presence in the house tonight, God. Father, you are worthy of it all, Father. And Lord God, I, I thank you for the opportunity that you give me, Father, to share what you have given me, Father. I pray, God, that everything that I say and everything that is done will give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to I wanna ask you a question. What do you think is this? By looking at it. What do you think it is? Speak out. Coke. Coke. Okay, there's a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ideas. Who will say that it's Coke? Okay. Who would like to come and try it and find out what it is? Come on. Now, I, I do understand the Cinco de Mayo just happened, but we're in charge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want you to try one. I want you to first tell me what do you think it is. I, I, what do you think it is? Coke. Okay, give it a shot. I mean, give it a try. Sorry. <laughs> Silly me. You think it is Coke. 
So you're not sure that it's Coke? It's definitely Coke. Okay, okay. So your guess is that that's Coke. Okay. See, what do you think the other two are? You still think it's Coke? Uh, okay. Give it a try, but don't drink all of it. You look like you're thirsty. A pig, pig, pig. It don't matter. Just drink a little. It's a syrup. You're supposed to try it. Like you're not dehydrating here. That's diet coke. Okay, okay. I keep that thought. Take a sip of the other one. Tell me what it is. Take a sip. We can't say take a shot anymore, boy. <laughs> take a sip. One sip. Uno. Is what? It's good. What is it? So, but you said this one was Coke. They both cannot be Coke. No. See, I, I'm going to give you a story. Back when I went to Mississippi College, if you went to Mississippi College, you're going to heaven because it was included in the tuition. Back when I went to Mississippi College, they asked the same question, who can tell them apart? And I went and I did exactly what you did. I smelled them and I could tell which one was which. However, if you pay attention, they look the same, right? You can sit down. Thank you. They look the same, but there is only one that is Coke. They look the same. You, you see, we live in a world today in which you have very many different options, but only one of those options is truth. Out of those three, only one is Coke. We live in a world today that is asking, what is truth? And I say this because I, I'm a high school teacher, so I see this question all the time because we live in a society today that is offering you very many different ideas, but there's only one truth. There is many different things that are being presented to you, but there's only one truth. You cannot just buy everything that the people can Jesus. That there is only one truth. And here we have Pilate asking Jesus that question. What is truth? What is truth? Think about it. When Pilate presents Jesus, the crowd is screaming, crucify him, crucify him. I promise you, I, I believe that on that crowd, there was people that Jesus healed. On that crowd, there was probably people that Jesus delivered. On that crowd, there was probably people that sat on the fish fry and ate. On that crowd, there was many people that saw the miracles that Jesus performed. But the people was over, overcome by the crowd. Here is the problem. If you're not careful, you're going to follow the crowd. Because here is the thing, it, it, you know, it never fails. If you interview somebody who's on a protest and you said, why are you here? They're like, I, I, I don't know. A lot of them have no idea what they're protesting about. Why are you here? I, I, they invited me. 
And so they show up and they hear people protesting. See, they showed up and they heard people saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And they're like, I mean, I don't know who we crucify him, but crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Why? Because they allowed the crowd to dictate how they were about to respond to what was going on at that time. Listen to me. You cannot allow the crowd to dictate what you're going to do or what you're going to say. You cannot follow the crowd because the crowd will lead you know where you have to be careful on who you listen to you have to be careful on the voices that you hear because here is the thing you will be influenced by the crowd listen the crowd does not change the truth mm. let me say that in english the crowd does not change the truth it does not matter how many people scream it. The crowd does not change the truth. You can easily follow the crowd, but you got to be careful because the crowd will do its very best to change your views. But here is the thing. The crowd cannot change the purpose that God has given you because here is the thing. When God called you, when God equipped you, when God saved you, when God called you into the ministry, he didn't do it in front of the crowd. He did it one-on-one -on -one just to you. So quit listening to the crowd. See, here, here is the, the thing that I love about my job the most is that I get to coach soccer. I became a teacher so I could coach soccer. Teacher is just the side thing, right? And it's just, it's just, you know, I just go over there until I can go do the real thing, the fun thing. But my favorite soccer player is eight years old. That's my favorite soccer player in the whole wide world. And I tell him that every morning. You're my favorite soccer player in the whole wide world. Messi who? Who's that? I said, no, it's Alex Alvarez. That's my favorite soccer player in the whole wide world. When we're on the soccer field, there is a crowd that is screaming at Alex. And it's a crowd telling Alex what to do. And Alex is not, listen, when you're on the field, if you have ever played a sport, you don't hear the crowd. But when daddy speaks, when daddy speaks, he stops and he turns around. And he looks at what daddy's about to tell him because he knows that daddy's about to tell him to do the right thing. And he knows if I do what my daddy is telling me, I'm going to be on the right track. If I do what my daddy is telling me, I'm going to make the right decision. I don't care what the other 20,000 people around my daddy are saying. I have to listen to my daddy because my daddy knows better. You're going to have to mute the crowd. Listen to me. Because the crowd is going to support you. The crowd is going to cheer you on as long as you're on their side. But at the moment that you think different, oh, help us, Jesus. At the moment that you think different, they're not going to like it. Listen, we live in a world today in which the crowd is screaming and saying, a man can become a woman. We live in a crowd today that is saying, my body, my choice. We live in a crowd today that says, as long as it makes you happy. We live in a crowd today that says, just move in together and see how it works. We live in a crowd today that says, if you love him, why not? 
We live in a world today that is telling you, just because everybody else does it, it doesn't make it right. Just because everybody else does it, it doesn't mean that that's what God has for you. Listen to me. God called you to be different. That's why there's only one of you in this world. Do not follow the crowd because God didn't call you to be a follower. God called you to be a leader. So in order to lead, you have to be different. You cannot lead if you follow the crowd. You cannot make a difference if you follow the crowd. But listen, just because the crowd says it, it doesn't make it truth. Just because the crowd says it, it does not make it truth. We live in a world today in which the crowd calls you names, in which the crowd says you're not worthy, in which the crowd uh, denies the, the calling that is within your life, in which the crowd is going to tell you about the things that you're lacking. We live in a world today in which the crowd is going to hold over your head what your ancestors did. But here is the thing. You are not who they say that you are. You're not going to do what they say that you're going to do. You're not going to fail like they think you're going to. You're not going to quit like they want you to. And you're not going to give up simply because they I said it. Why? Because there is a Father that loves you. There is a God that calls you. And there is a God that has a plan and a purpose for your life. Listen to me. God is not moved by the crowd. God is moved by your faith. So when you learn to ignore and mute the crowd, then you will hear from God and see what God has for you in your life. You're going to have to mute what they say. Because here is the thing. You're not defined by their opinion. You're not defined by the likes on Facebook. You're not defined by how many followers you got. You're defined by the love of the Father. You're defined by the salvation of the Son. And you're defined by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You're not defined by the crowd. You're defined by Jesus. You're going to have to ignore the crowd. Huh. Doesn't matter what the crowd says. You have a purpose. They say, but your family has done it before. They say, but your father never accomplished anything. They say, but your grandfather was an alcoholic. You look at them and you said, my father was, my granddaddy was, but I am not them. From this point forward, things are about to be different. Listen, I, I was raised Catholic. Believe it or not, I was raised Catholic. I knew nothing about this. My life was normal. <laughs> I was raised Catholic, Drew, and the problem came when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, my God. That's when it got fun. But my past does not define who I am in Christ. Listen, I, when I was eight years old, my grandfather walked away from our home. I remember it like it was yesterday. I stood by the door and I said, Granddaddy, don't leave. He said, I got to go. And he left. Grandfather left. When, when I was 12, 12 years old, my parents moved and I, was, I stayed with my grandmother. And every time I saw people, they said, your parents left you like a dog. And you know how, how good that sits in a 12-year-old mind? That don't sit too well. And then I, I, I grew up in a home where my dad, my dad loves to drink. And he don't drink Coke. My dad loves to drink. But here is the thing. My children will not say that about me. My children will say, 
My, grand, my great-grandfather was an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. But my daddy was blessed because I have made the decision. I have made the decision. It doesn't matter what my dad did. It does not matter what my grandfather did. I cannot look at their failures and justify my failures in life on them. Listen, at some point I had to make a decision for my life. And I said, you know what? I have seen what they have done with their life. I have seen where they went and I see where they are. And I promise you one thing. I do not want to be right there. And I'm going to do everything in my power to not let that happen not only to me but to my children so I did not allow the crowd to dictate where I was gonna end because here is the thing the crowd did not save me don't let the crowd Jesus said I am the way I am the truth and I am the life do not allow the opinion of the culture dictate who you are in him, you find your identity. In him, you are the temple of God. In him, you find a joy that is unspeakable. In him, you find value. In him, you find love. In him, you find freedom. Now, huh, the first thing he said in this one, he said, that's Coke. Because it looks like Coke. We cannot go by what it looks like. We got to go by what it is. Listen, people today is looking for something legit. They're not looking for what it was. And I hate to tell you this, but religion ain't cutting it. Religion is just not cutting it. He said, well, I wish we could go back to what it used to be. We take for a movement of God to happen like it happened back in the 1960s. Well, you gotta, probably got to behave like people did in the 1960s. <laughs> Let's start right there. There, there are some things that cannot, we cannot go back. But the kids, the, the, the teenagers, the, the young people of today is looking for something that is legit. The, the Sunday morning thing ain't going to cut it. They're looking for something that is legit. And here is the thing. They're looking at you. They're looking at you to see if you're legit. You said, oh yeah, they see me pray every morning when I walk into school. They see me to pray for my lunch every day. They're not looking at you there. They're going to look at you when you, lose the, when you lost the, the soccer game. They're going to look at you when the ref gets on your nerves. They're going to look at you when you make a bad grade. They're going to look at you when you're mad and see how you're going to react. They are looking at you and they're going to see if you're legit or if you're fake just like everybody else. Because here is the thing. If you get mad and you start cussing, you're just like everybody else. There is nothing that makes you different. See, uh, last year, we are in a soccer game. And my dear God, we, Saltillo High School and Lafayette High School do not like each other. Period. We, we, uh, Saltillo just added himself to the list of people that Alex cannot date. He cannot date somebody from Oxford, praise the Lord. <laughs> he cannot date somebody from Saltillo High School. That's said and done. And he cannot date anybody from Senatobia High School. So if you're around eight years old and do not attend to any of those schools, you could qualify. <laughs> you could qualify. I, I just throw that out there. Where does she go to school? I'm sorry, baby. We're going to have an altar call after this. We're going to have an altar call. So there is, there is that rivalry between the two. 
Now, you play soccer and you go to Saltillo High School, they're going to test your, your faith. They're going to test your salvation. They're going to see if you're legit or if you're fake. The game is 2-1. to one, And we're winning. And they're the rivals. And we win, we go to, we go to playoffs. And then there, there we go. As usual, the ref is going to take the show away. He makes the bad call. And I'm on the sideline. And I say, Jesus, I have tried to be patient with this human. <laughs> I say, Jesus, I'm not worried about the crowd right at this moment. I say, God, I'm about to lose it with this guy. Well, Jesus didn't help him because he still made a bad call. My response was, you had a foul here, a foul there, and you call it in the box. How? That man turned around and gave me a yellow card. <laughs> you know what the crowd said, Emily? They said, you gave a card to the preacher? <laughs> what is wrong with you? When you have favor, the crowd is going to be on your side. But see, here is the thing. My reaction was not, I'm about to choke this guy. Because here is the thing. I know better. I know that the, the players were looking at my reaction. I know that the parents were looking at my reaction. I know that everybody was looking at my reaction. Listen, people is looking at you to see how you react when the things get tough. People is looking at you to see how you react when you find yourself in the storm. It's easy to praise and worship God when you're on top of the mountain. But what do you do while you're going through the valley? You want to win people to Jesus? When you're walking through the valley, you say, I might be going through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil. When you walk through the valley, you say, my God is with me. You might walk through the fire, and you might not see God, but here's the thing. We walk by faith, not by sight. People is looking at your reaction. Do you react like the crowd or do you react like a person of God? Because people of God do not react the same way. People of God do not walk around whining, complaining, and crying. People of God praise God. People of God worship God. People of God thank God. They don't thank God for the storm. They thank God because He's right there. They don't thank God because of the winds and the waves. They thank God because He's still right there. They don't thank God because of the struggles that they're facing. They thank God because He's right there. So it looks like Coke. That's not it. It's not Coke. Here is the thing. Y'all told me I could preach. A wedding ring doesn't mean you're married. A Bible in your car doesn't make you a Christian. I share on Facebook, I hate to break your heart, will not take you to heaven. A dress and makeup doesn't make you a female. A uniform doesn't make you a player. What makes this thing, which one was Coke? <laughs> this one's Coke. This one's Coke. Listen, what makes this thing Coke 
is not the cause. What makes this thing coke is not the cut. What makes this thing coke is what's on the inside. It's when you taste it. The Bible says taste and see. Taste and see. Give it a shot. Give it a try. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You, you, you have to try it. You have to see it. See, it, it let us see on the album look like Coke, but only one is Coke. How would you know which one is Coke? You got to see on the inside. What makes you a Christian is not what you wear on the outside. What makes you a Christian is what's on the inside. See, every time people come to me and they show me their tat and they have John 3.16, a lot of times they got Bible verses, they don't even know what they say. And I tell them, what does that scripture say? They say, I don't know, you're the preacher. Like, what? <laughs> so that it doesn't make you a Christian. That's not what makes you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is what's on the inside. The truth is that God, listen, God is not looking for people that look like it, people that act like it, or people that sound like it. God is looking for people that are. God is looking for people that are with him, people that are for him, and people that are in him. More than anything, here is the thing. God wants to have a relationship with you, not the crowd. Quit worrying about the crowd. He wants to have a relationship with you because here is the thing. When you get in front of God, he's not going to say, depart from me because you didn't go to church. He's not going to say, depart from me because you didn't pay your tithes. He's not going to say, depart from me because you didn't attend to Sunday school. He's not going to say, depart from me because you didn't read your Bible. He's not going to say, depart from me because you didn't go to church camp. He's going to say, depart from me for I never knew you. I never knew you. He wants to have a relationship with you. You, you. When you have a relationship with God, you can't wait to worship Him. You, you meditate in His Word day and night. You wake up in the morning and you give Him thanks. You drive in the car and you worship the Father. You go to bed and you say, Father, thank you for another day. You wake up in the morning and you don't wake, wake up dreading to get up, get out of the bed. You say, Father, I thank you for another day. God, I thank you for another opportunity to share with the people what you have done for me. You must worship God. You must be legit. You, you must worship God at all times. Now, here is the thing. When Pastor Clint opened the, the cans in which they were in, they sound the same. Right? If you open the, 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 the cheap kind, <laughs> you bust the, 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 the top, you hear the same tss in all three of them. But just because it sounds the same, it doesn't make it the truth. Just because it sounds the same, it does not make it the truth. Listen, truth and happiness are not always together. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you are in Christ, when you are in Christ, things are not the same as they were before. When you are in Christ, 
You walk different. You talk different. You dress different. You think different. You, you, you approach life different. Why? Because you, God is not calling you to be like everybody else. You focus on God and on God alone. You're not worried about what people like or what people think because you understand the most valuable thing that I have in this world is the relationship that I have with Almighty God. Listen to me. Do not put in danger the relationship with God simply because the crowd doesn't like you because of the way you think. Listen, a relationship with God is going to cost you fake friends. It's going to cost you fake, fake friends. And it will even cost you family. I remember the first time I went back to Mexico and I was together with my, my cousins. They said, we can't hang out with you. I said, why? They said, because you don't drink. I was like, deuces. Keeping my money, baby. Deuces. I was not about to say, you know what? I'm all the way over here in Mexico. Christy can't see me. What is she going to know? I wasn't in Mexico going, my parents ain't here. Who's going to tell them? My cousins are going to get drunk. Who's going to remember that I was drinking? There's something called integrity. And you cannot put in danger who you are in Christ simply because of what the other people is doing. Simply because you want to fit in. God did not call you to fit in. God has called you to stand out. The truth is that the world has a lot to offer. But I promise you, nothing that the world has to offer will satisfy you. You can have money, you can have fame, you can have talent, you can have a degree, you can have a nice ride. But if you do not have Jesus, you have nothing. If you don't have Jesus, what do you have to lean on? If you don't have Jesus, who do you have to run to? Listen to me. People is going to let you down. Parents are going to let you down. Friends are going to let you down. People is going to walk away from your life. But there is one that stands closer than a brother. There is one that will go in the storm with you. There is one that will show up in the middle of your fire. And his name is Jesus. Amen. It doesn't matter who's on your favor. It does not matter who's against you. Because the God, the creator of all things is for you. Don't focus on what the crowd is saying. Don't focus if the people in the crowd is screaming out, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. You know, here is the problem. When Pilate gave them an option, they said, what do you want? Somebody was probably going to say Jesus, but, but when everybody started screaming, Barabbas was like, oh, yeah, no. Give us what they want. The Savior or the world? They pick the world. What do you pick today? The same question is asked to you every day. Do you want the world or do you want Jesus? See, I work at a, at a public school. Well, I go there and I coach soccer at a public school. When I got interviewed at one in Rankin County, the principal saw that I was a minister. He said, Mr. Alvarez, you do know that here at this school, you cannot mention Jesus. His words were, I'm a believer. The assistant principals are believers, but you can't talk about Jesus. I said, with all the respect, 
I said, my obligation, first of all, is with him. Before with anybody else, my obligation is with him. I said, and if they ask, I have to tell them. I will not, I can't sit here and tell you the many times that I have walked out of the building and go, well, it was probably the last time I seen you. Because I knew I don't open my mouth. I knew I don't talk to somebody about the Lord. See, just, just Friday, I have a student who's like the smartest kid in the entire building. He said, Coach, I'm, I'm really not a believer. I said, why is that? He said, Coach, because I can't see it. I said, oh, okay, you have to see it to believe it. He said, yeah. I said, well, that's not faith. He said, well, Coach, I, 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 can't, I, I can't believe like that. I said, okay. I said, do you believe we use oxygen? He said, yes, sir. I said, well, you can't see it. He said, you got me there. I said, you're telling me you want to see it. You can't see that. I said, it's a matter of faith. I said, you know what? Here is the thing. He said, well, well, you know, there is different. Everybody has a different foundation. Everybody has a different environment. Everybody was raised different. Listen to me. You have to be careful because your environment will affect how you think. Who you hang with will affect how you think. If you don't have Christian friends around you, you got to be careful. Because who you hang, you become. And here is, the, here is the, 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 the number one fight that I have with Alex right now. His excuse is, Daddy, well, so-and-so was doing it. I said, well, I hate to break it to you, but so-and-so ain't about to give the spanking. You are. <laughs> I said, I promise you, so-and-so ain't about to feel it. I said, so you have to quit making excuses about what so-and-so is doing. Listen to me, people. You cannot live life making excuses and blaming your faults on everybody else. God gave you the power to make the right and the wrong decision. You pick which one you're going to make. But the people that you surround yourself with will affect how you think. So you better choose wisely who your friends are. Because here is the thing. You don't need friends that will hand you a bottle when you're down the drain. You don't need friends that will send you a cigarette just so that you will find peace. You need people that will pull you to the side and say, you know what? We're not leaving this altar until we both hear from God. You need people that will drag you into the altar and say, we're not leaving this place until me and you hear from God. Those are the kind of friends that you need. You need people that will bring you to Jesus, not people that will push you from him. You need people that will be true friends. And true friends understand we all have ups and downs. But true friends bring you to the only one that can deliver you. True friends bring you to the only one that can change your life. And this is why. Because they know what it's like to do it. They've been through it before. You don't need perfect people. You don't need perfect friends. Listen. You don't need friends. That agree with you all the time. You don't need friends that agree with you all the time. And, and see, the, here is the crazy thing. Pastor John, I don't know if this happens to you. But usually, the first one to say the opposite of what I think is my wife. I'm like, bro, you're supposed to be on my side. Like, what's wrong with you? You need to go back to the altar and repent. 
Like, what's wrong with you? But you don't need people that will agree with you in everything that you're doing. Because a lot of times you will say things at the heat of the moment and you're not thinking. But people will say, whoa, whoa, calm down. Let's take it back a step. Let's think about this. Let's pray about this. And then we'll see what we got to do next. You need people in your life that will say, you're going to have to take a chill pill. And we're going to have to pray about this. And we're going to have to go to the Lord about it. You cannot just make this decision simply because you're mad. You're going to have to trust in God. You're going to have to trust in His timing and a lot of times the best thing to do is keep your mouth shut keep your mouth shut and you want to go I call you for moral support I call you to be on my side but here you are finding the fault the truth is that the true friends will not agree with you all the time the true friends will have your back no matter what and the true friends will take you to the altar and will not quit until you hear from God. Stand with me. Maybe tonight, regardless of your age, Regardless of where you are in life, you hear the crowd. And what you hear from the crowd doesn't sound good. What you hear from the crowd doesn't feel good. See, here is the thing. One of those cups is Pepsi. The difference between Pepsi and Coke, I'm a pro, I know this. The difference between Pepsi and Coke, Pepsi is sweeter. Pepsi got more sugar. I don't know about, about people here in America, but in Mexico, everything is Coke. What do you want to drink? I want a Coke. We only got Pepsi. That's Coke. What do you want to drink? I want a Coke. We only got big cola. That's Coke. That will work. See, Christy had to learn that language with me. Because when I said I want water, I mean I want Kool-Aid. <laughs> Not just plain water. So when she handed me a cup of water, I'm like, what is this? She said, you asked for water? I said, no, Kool-Aid. You have to spell it all out here in America. But here is the thing, one is sweeter than the other. Just because it's sweet does not make it good. You don't need people to preach to you and preach you happy all the time. You need people to preach to you and preach to the truth no matter how bad it hurts. The sweet Pepsi is going to give you diabetes probably faster than Coke because the sweet is not good for you. You need the truth. You need the real deal. Another one that you could put in that we don't have it is Big Cola. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's the off-brand 
that you find at the lower section of the store, AKA the cheap one. But just because it's cheap does not mean it's good. Listen, following Christ will cost you. It will cost you friends. It will cost you family. It will cost you the things that you want to do the most. But I promise you, it's worth it. See, my, my son started playing travel soccer, and I told him before we started. I said, Alex, I want you to know this. I said, and if you can hold your in, I hold mine. He said, what is that? I said, we don't play soccer on Sundays. He said, what, what do you mean? The problem number one that we have within the church today is not COVID. It's not that people stop coming to church because COVID. COVID is not. COVID is not at fault. You told me I could preach. The number one problem that we got in the church is called travel sports. Y'all say I could. I said, I, I will let you go to play soccer on a Sunday, maybe one time. But know that we're not making a habit of it. I don't care how bad the team needs you. You're not playing on Sunday. And he said, okay. I said, Alex, because I want you to know this. I don't want to build the next Messi. I don't want to raise the next Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't want to build that. I want to raise the next mighty man of God. I said, my number one job with you is not to make you a superstar. My number one job with you and your brother is to make you a mighty man. Listen, we have to go back to make what's important, important. And the truth to be back to be the truth. What is the truth? That soccer is not probably not going to pay his bills. I hope he does. But it's probably not. What's more important? important that when my son hits the wall he would hit his knees and say God I need your help but how would he do that if he doesn't know him truth is you have to make those sacrifices you you can't go where everybody else is going you can't do the same things everybody else is doing even when you go to college people is going to go and hang out and drink and, and get drunk and smoke and do all those things that every that everybody else is doing but you are different God called you to be different you're not like everybody else because God has a purpose for you if we're honest today, maybe you find yourself struggling. Maybe you find yourself alone. Maybe you find yourself with too many things in your head screaming at you. Too many things telling you about the failures of your parents. The failures of the people around you. And the crowd is saying, you're going to make the same mistakes. It's just a matter of time before you fail. It's just a matter of time before you drop out. I want you to know in the name of Jesus, we're going to rebuke that tonight. Because you're not defined by their opinion. You're defined by God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.